I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 74 of the Strap Season Podcast. I'm your host, Flows. And I'm your host, Cam. And you know what it is when I'm enjoying the pods. We've got a special guest in the building. Today we have Alex Leo, boxing coach at the Hot Box Academy, also a rugby player as well. So yeah, pleasure to have you on, Alex. Good evening, chaps. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, looking well, forward to Welcome aboard, Alex. Welcome aboard. Um... Yeah, just before we kick off the episode, just my usual spiel. Make sure you guys check us out on all the streaming platforms, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're all there. YouTube as well. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. There's a link in our bio on both of those social platforms that takes you to all of our links, wherever we're situated at. It's all there. So please make sure you like, subscribe, give us a review, all that good stuff, people. All that good stuff. But yeah, Alex, um, pleasure to have you on. Thanks for, you know, hopping on board. Um, I appreciate it. First time here, obviously. Uh, I asked this question out of all of our guests, really. Um, you know, how do you get into boxing? You know, when did you become a fan of boxing? And I guess, who would you say your favorite boxer or boxers are throughout, throughout so, the ages? Yeah, no, so I mean, boxing has been a big part of my life. Um, my dad used to box at uh, Fitzroy Lodge with my uncle. Yeah. And then um, he, uh, we moved to the home counties, Hertfordshire, and he stumbled across a boxing club in Hoddesdon. Uh, it was about four people in the gym at the time. Um, fast forward 30 years, uh, I'm in the mix now, one of the pro coaches and amateur coach. We've got 95 amateur cardio boxers. We've got uh, 13 pros. Yeah, it is buzzing down there. So we've done really well to build it up. And uh, I've, obviously I've boxed... Well, it's my last season actually boxing as an amateur as well. So I'm bowing out <laughs> to focus more on coaching. But yeah, I'm, it's just brilliant down there, hot box. It's, it's the right vibe. We do everything from fitness classes for beginners all the way through to the elite seniors and then through to professionals as well. So it's absolutely every single walks of life you've got. That's that's amazing. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, it sounds like you guys have got a proper setup down there. Um and then, yeah, the second part of my question was, yeah, you, you say you had a favourite boxer growing up or yeah, now or whatever. Yeah. Who, who, who really did you, did you watch? You thought to myself, yeah, I like what he's doing. For me, it's Evander Holyfield. Um, I'm a, I box at a super heavyweight, but I'm not the biggest super heavyweight in the world. I'm only six foot. And watching him go from light heavy to cruiser to what like heavyweight, it was just phenomenal. And I, I tried to <laughs> get my fighting style based on him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, nah, he, he was one of my he's one of my favorites, all time favorites. Yeah, I can't lie, Alex. That fighting star went for the faint of heart. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> start to replicate. Boy, he, he he went through a lot of punishment, a lot of wars. Boy, right. I wouldn't rec- I wouldn't recommend that person that fight star. I won't lie, but yeah, it's entertaining. Very entertaining. That's what about entertainment. So yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Absolute yeah. legend. We love Holyfield over here. Don't yeah, we big fans is a real deal. Big Massive fans, fans yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, as, as I mentioned, um, you've got a proper setup down at Hoddleston. I, I, I think you guys were, I think I was do, obviously did some research and you guys were founded like 1989 and then it's been yeah. going from strength to strength since. Strength, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken as well, obviously you've got the, 
boxing setup with the you know the amateur and then the elites, but also you've got a um I guess a boxing management sort of arm as well down there yeah. as well setup. That's correct. Yeah. So how how does that work? You can tell us a bit so, about that. Yeah. So obviously, um, I've got my pro boxing license as a coach. My dad's got his pro boxing license as a coach, but also he um has a he's a management as well now. So he's he's got he manages a couple of boxers. So he coaches and manages, which is quite good. All in house. There's no, there's no. What's the word I'm looking for? No cross wires with managers and coaches sometimes. And um, yeah, so we're just trying to build on that. Really, we've got um, a couple of promoters we use that are small hall that tends to use a lot of my fighters. And hopefully, I'll, I can give you some good news in a couple of weeks. But a few more fighters that hopefully sign them with a sign a bit bigger. But I can't say too much to shit. So uh... yeah, we'll not, we'll not try to get you in trouble. <laughs> we'll not try to get you in trouble, bro. Um, right. So that's that's sick. I like that. And um, yeah, as you said, I guess it avoids complications when you've got the coaching side of things and the management side of things in house. There isn't, yeah. I guess, a back and forth between two sort of stables or whatever. It makes it easier, I suppose. Right? I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. It is. I mean, we've had it in the past where we've had um, like a couple of pros and they've managed to someone else and it's just it's never really ended well um, someone's always got in their ear and said to leave the club or go to another coach because he's a friend of a friend and let's face it the grass is never greener and within the year we had two out of the three that left wanted to come back but unfortunately <laughs> my old man's quite stubborn and uh, once you go that's it you're gone so Right, right. Nah, I rate that. That's like that me. No, no, I, I'll be like that as well. I'm petty. Like, nah, cool. You, you effed off. Cool, right. Yeah, nah, I, I, I rate that still. I respect yeah, it. Yeah, nah. Uh-huh. the prodigal sub. Yeah, you're over that side of the street now. That's <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I hear that. And um, I mean, I kind of obviously know what you're referring to in terms of fighters that sort of leave and I guess, or, you know, other people get into their ear and whatnot. Um, I know you guys. You guys actually brought through John Hedges, didn't you? Um, yes. He, he, he was yeah. originally with you guys. You took him, I guess, from an amateur to a pro. Uh, yeah. That's an interesting one, actually. That's that's that's, a, that's an interesting story because uh, John John came to us at, as an amateur, at two wins, two losses. Oh. Um, he finished <laughs> us with forty-four wins and four losses. Mad. So, um, and then he had his first pro fight with us. And um, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately for him, obviously being young and talented, uh, listen, he's a lovely, he's a lovely kid, really nice kid. But you know, being young and naive, people do talk, and unfortunately, it does happen. And the game of boxing is a horrible sport. And uh, yeah. yeah, the hardest thing for us at the time was his dad is still a coach of the amateur boxing section, so he's um, a bit of a kick in the teeth, um, mm. and it's still a bit awkward between me and the dad because obviously, odd. We've done a lot of work with John. Um, and it's all that relationship has broken down a little bit. And it is hard. It's, it is hard, but it's just got to let it go sometimes. Just just get on with it, really. Right. Is that a common thing in boxing? Um, I know you said it's happened a few times with you guys, but um, is that widespread thing? People getting in people's ears, telling them this yeah, and that? I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know who else you know with Boxer Hodgson, but not many people do know this, but Shannon Courtney, one of them. She okay. won all the she won amateur titles with us, but don't ever say anything. Uh, who else? Dennis McCann, yeah, uh, Jordan Reynolds, yeah. the uh, Henry Turner. I mean, the list is absolutely endless, lads. It's, wow. just, it's, it's just a joke. But they don't they don't, they seem to forget where they come from. A lot of these pros, and it's upsetting. <clears throat> but oh well, we're catching the way up. I mean, yeah. I guess 
in in this case in these cases or whatnot obviously people have gone into their ears and said you know you might need to move to a I guess a higher profile coach or a higher yeah, that's, profile. That's what it is. That's, yeah, that's what it comes down to. So, yeah. as seen as the smaller guys, even though I'm not calling you the small guys, but in, in that no, sense no, of things, yeah, no, I, I mean, how, as yet, I mean, going forward, do you think there's a way to prevent this from happening? Because obviously, it's not just you that's be happening to this, be happening to no, it, it, all it, kinds it, of gyms, right? Yeah. So, there's a few, there's a few decent amateur coaches out there that they don't get the credit for how good they actually are. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's a shame. Another one, actually. Um, Ben Davison trained with Hollister. My dad trained him. And then wow. that that for my dad was a massive kick in the teeth. But you know, a guy that had three amateur fights to then go on to, let's face it, inherited a couple of boxes. He didn't train them. Yeah. You know, that's, and, that's fair. and that's yeah. and that's and that's the that's the thing that my that me, myself, and my dad, we, we can't stand it when you see these coaches, they inherit these these talents. But you, you know, you give me a coach that's taken amateur boxers to professional and won a title with them because I can't give you any. So it's, very it few. happens a lot. Yeah, very, very, very few. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably Virgil. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, obviously, I've the Mayweathers, maybe, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, in England, I mean, the Shane Wiggins, he, you know, he tried to take Alfie Price off us. Alfie Price went there, mm. Southern Area champion, and he's now back with us because <laughs> it's just too far to get to. He didn't. He liked it down at the time, but you know, when they're talking contracts and stuff, he's a bit like, mm, "Nah, I'll go back to where home is." But you know, these these coaches always try and they try and ca- they try and catch a small a small fry out, so to speak, with their talents, and it ain't on. But it, it, like I said to you previously, it's a really dog sport. It's dark. It's it's not. Yeah, nice. we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, like we've me and Flores have had many episodes where we're slagging off boxing really I mean we love the sport <laughs> but at the same time we it, sometimes we hate it because it is like that sometimes it is very political it's very dark sometimes but yeah do you, do you feel like there's no preventative really for to, to prevent I guess these fighters leaving their the gyms that brought them through and going on to greener pastures I guess do you think is there nothing yeah, that can maybe be stopped I mean, really maybe contract well, situation I don't know I don't know if it's it's you tough, say it? that it is the contract. There is a contract. Um, my dad actually drew one up with another coach, with another another pro am gym, yeah. and we took it to the British Board of Boxing, and they've approved it. They said, "Look, if you can get a boxer to sign a boxer's coach's contract, where you must stay for three fights, four fights, and and it's signed, we'll back it." But it's just trying to get it all in, you know, through properly because you know you get a boxer sign that. Oh, why am I signing that for? Oh, just just protect us. They don't, it'll be like, oh well, nah. Because if I win a title, I'm just gonna fuck off anyway. Excuse my language, but no, it's true. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, there is there is talks a minute. We are talking to another, other other coaches as well that have sort of had it done to them before, and we're all trying to sort of get into sort of an agreement where we can get a contract drawn up mm. to stop this happening. But I think it'd be brilliant. I think it would really benefit the guys, really everyone. So. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a shame, really, because when you think about what boxing does for these young guys as well, in terms of yeah, a lot of them talk about saving their lives and whatnot, and getting them off the streets and getting them yeah. disciplined, just to forget about the, the small hole gyms. It's, it's it's a big shame to me. Just listening. Yeah, no, to you're, no, it's, it's 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 rubbish. Especially you know the the thing that we get is um oh yeah, Sam and now they're great coaches, but they're brilliant amateur coaches, and you think yeah, oh, right, okay, but where does where the fundamentals of boxing come from? It comes from amateurs. Facts. But, you know, like you said, these guys don't see that at the time. They just see the big picture of money 
you know, publicity, TV. And I get it. I do get it. It's like a big carrot just sitting there waiting for him. And you've got to sign this. You don't sign this, then we're not signing you. And these guys will jump at that. So it's just one of them things you've got to keep working at, really. I, I wanted to ask about John Hedges because we watched the debut. <laughs> um, and at the time, I think I, I, think I said um, watching that fight was a tough fight for him. Yeah. Um, oh, that first one? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a learning experience, and he was going to learn from it. Um, I thought he won, but I thought he definitely had a lot to learn from it. Um, it was, Alex, it was, Alex, do you think he won? I yeah, feel like obviously <laughs> a lot. Of, we got listen. My dad is that I, I obviously is during the bubble, so only one one coach and a cut man can go, so I couldn't go unfortunately. Yeah, but watching that fine TV, I was I was watching it. I was like fucking hell. It is close, but if you look back at it on the work rate and the punches thrown, he definitely won. Yeah, and I don't call him what one big punch every round that was eye catching. Yeah, but then you've got to take into account all the flurries that John was throwing and hitting to the body, and you know, the, the, all that that's how that's how boxing should be scored, not just landing one big punch around. You've got to go on the work rate. And John did nick it. Yeah, listen, the scorecard was probably right. Yeah, he nicked it, but what an experience he, he, he learned from that 100%. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I thought that hundred percent. I thought people were going to be calling it a robbery, and yeah, a lot of people did. A lot yeah. of people did. Do you do you think that criticism from social media and whatnot may have affected his opinion? Um, he got a lot of backlash and whatnot. Do you think it that might have the factor? Yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't help us one bit. Mm. Yeah, um, we you know it didn't help us one bit. Oh, you know, we had people going, "Oh, you could do better than that." You've got, you've got, you've got now got to move on. You know, they've taken you as far as you can go. Your performance showed it. But one thing with John is the four losses that John's had in his amateur record were all against Southpaws. Who did, who did they give for his debut? A Southpaw. We said them strictly, do not give him a fucking Southpaw because he won't look good. And what happens? It, it's just like it's, they, they, they're trying to do it on purpose. You know what I mean, these people? But honestly, not just saying it, my, my old man is like a stat over boxing. If you said to him, Tell me the ABA final in 1994 at what weight category, he'll be able to tell you exactly who's in the final. And now he got an who he beat, and we study the game. We're not, we're not just, you know, we, we're not just here to, you know, to be coaches. We will study everything. And we, with John, we said to everyone, no southpaws, no one below five, six foot. Obviously, six foot four. If he goes too small, he's gonna look stupid. They give him a guy that's six foot southpaw, and you think, oh, this ain't gonna be nice. This ain't gonna be pretty. And he came to fight as well. Yeah, the guy was game as hell. (laughs) The guy went a journey, was he? One, two, lost five at the time. It's it's not a journeyman, is it? Yeah. Half and nearly half, nearly half and half, but not. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. One of them things. It didn't help. (laughs) Flores, I I remember when um, like before the debut, obviously, because obviously I tuned into Eddie Hearn's interviews and whatnot, and he was talking about how he's got some. New super middleweight prospect, six five. He said six five. Yeah. And I thought, huh? Six what? Yeah, super middle? Nah, impossible. So I've then gone and searched him up, looked at him, and said, wow, his dimensions are actually insane for that weight class. Six five at super middleweight. 18 as well. 18. I <laughs> yeah, thought, what the yeah. hell? I said, where, where the hell did they find this guy? Um, <laughs> obviously, the debut was, imp- I think we spoke about the debut on this, on, on the pod, didn't we? I, you know, we said yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't impressive. And, but we did stress that he would have learned better from, from that debut. 100%. And obviously, I think in his subsequent fights, he's had three more and he's won them fairly yeah. comfortably, to be honest. He looked well, better. Yeah. Um, I actually think he's moved up. I'm pretty sure the, the subsequent fights, a lot heavy now. which yeah. makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> Even at light yeah. heavy, he's massive. Well, 6'5", at light he's heavy, still, he's still massive. huge. Yeah. 
he's got so much to work. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be heavyweight all day. Yeah. He, he, he I saw like him next to I saw him next to what's it um run for a ball. Is it Johnny Fisher? Um Fisher. And he, he looked as big as him. I thought, wait, <laughs> like what's that. going on here? Yeah, no, his his dimensions are ridiculous. Absolutely know, ridiculous. He made he made swimming weight easy, the weight it, it was really yeah. It wasn't it was we wasn't even stressed. He's 18, though. That's the thing. He hasn't no, got the no, man, I guess, out. you know, the man, the man body or whatever it is. So, no. yeah. No, he will fit out. He's going to be a heavyweight all day long. Mm. 100%. That, that's crazy. Um, yeah, you were talking about the matchmaking. So, how, do, how does that process work out in, in the pro ranks? Because obviously, you guys were very much advising against Arden. How does the matchworking process work? Was it matchroom, I guess, who picked the opponent in? Yeah, so you get, obviously, you don't actually talk to Eddie. You speak to their matchmaker on the show, whoever it is, and they offer you, you know, who, who they, are, they, are, they do say, what would you like? Who would you like for, you know, the first cut of the fights? You know, what are we looking for? And we, we mm. say, I, I, I got you know, box rec. I, I studied the box rec. I got on the box rec. I put across about four opponents that we, you know, we, we all agreed with would be perfect for John. And apparently the, the match took it to Eddie. No, 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 no. He's got to have some of a winning record or at least a winning their record because it's the fight camp. It's the f- only five fights just during COVID. So in the entertainment. Okay, fair enough. So I found another couple of guys, you know, not, you know, not as awkward, orthodox fighters. Again, threw it out, threw it out, threw it out. And I think it come down to literally the last week before the fight and we had to prepare for a Southpaw. And it listen, it, I just... Well, you knew, oh, Southpaw, fuck. You know, John's always struggled with Southpaw. Even sparring, he struggled with Southpaws. But this then he got, it's what it is. But yeah, what we normally do is like making, sorry, I've gone off topic. Yeah, you, you, you speak to the promoter, I'd probably go, right, the matchmaker for the show is so-and-so. Um, and then you just basically talk to them about what you're looking for. You know, what kind of fight you want. And yeah, obviously when titles get involved, we don't have that luxury. You know, you've got deals in front of you. But when they're starting out, you can sort of, pick and choose who you want really that's interesting I always wonder um, obviously not you find a lot of these <laughs> debut fighters going off to Mexico and fighting yeah. anything, anyone off yeah. the street really um, yeah. it's all learning <laughs> B- barroom balls in Tijuana or somewhere <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it helps <laughs> Canelo had about Canelo yeah yeah, yeah but he had, yeah. Yeah, he had about 40 fights on his record before he actually started fighting yeah, people 15. yeah I think, yeah ridiculous <laughs> Monster, yeah, that's that. Okay, that's yeah, that's really that's really cool. I like, I like how that sort of works. It's good to gain that insight, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example now. For instance, I've got so on the 26th of February, I've got four pros out in it's just a small hall show in Circus Tavern, Perfleet. And they've said to me, Who do you want? And all we do, literally, we go on the box wreck and we look at the rankings because it's all about rankings, getting your name out of there. And so, we look at the rankings. And let's face it, it might be a Tanzanian with a record that looks really good. So you go on a record, you might have like 20 wins and one loss. So you click on it and all these wins are against guys, probably the same guy 18 times. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you've got someone who's had like 0 and 1. And mm. you think, there you go. And he's ranked, I don't know, 50th in the world. And that, that's what you've got to do. You've got to be smart with the matchmaking. Obviously, study the boxer. I never underestimate any boxer because it is you can't play the sport boxing. You, don't, you can't just pick up a pair of guns and play it. So we always study, and and that and that's what we do. We 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 thoroughly go through these boxes, but that's how we do the matchmaking. Well, we go through the rankings, have a look who's above them and who's below them, and we work out you know where we're gonna go really. That's that's dope, and um, obviously yeah, not to focus on John. Obviously he's left the gym now and whatnot. Good luck to him, etc. But yeah, obviously him, you yeah. do have other other fighters in the gym. Um, yeah. 
I guess I know that you guys have is you've got Ashley Sexton, haven't you? Um, yeah, smash Ashley. Yeah, smash Ashley. It's interesting because yeah. I know he he obviously he went viral years ago from that amazing That's knockout true. of Uzi Ahmed. Yeah. Um, legendary knockout. Um, <laughs> and he he took he took he took like a five year break, didn't he? From 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 yeah. boxing, he took it. He took a break, I think, for personal reasons and whatnot. Um, yeah. And he, he was he with you guys before before he um, so basically yeah he. So he, when he had his Uzi Ahmed time, that it wasn't with us then. But when he's making his first comeback, he only spent about a year and a half out of the ring. So he's getting back in the gym, uh-huh. and um, my dad. Listen, we're quite hard. My dad said to him, "Right, well, I'm away this weekend, but Alex is in the gym. If you're gonna come down, come to the gym. Alex took you over. When we're back on Monday, we'll go for a full, you know, sit down camp." He didn't turn up. That told him to fuck off. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Fast forward three and a half years later, we come back again. Look, please, please, please. So he let him, you know, give him a chance because his son was boxing, was starting to box at the club as well as a junior. And, you know, he said, I want to help out. And yeah, we sat down and let's go for another journey, shall we? And that's how it happened, really. I like your dad, bro. I can't lie. He's, he sounds like a G. I can't front. He's raw. <laughs> but that's how it should be sometimes. Like, yeah. Don't mess around. It's not a... Yeah. He says it how it is. And unfortunately out there in boxing, you'll get the coaches that will just tell you what you want to hear. He will mm. tell you, you're wasting my fucking time. We'll Pull out the coaches. fight. Or, yeah. Like, he will say, you're wasting my fucking time. You're not boxing because X, Y, or Z. Or you're not ready. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's why the, sometimes, I'll be honest, there's probably a breakdown of boxing before they go, well, I can't say there because... He hasn't told me how good my jab was today. And they do get like that. They're pretty honest sometimes. No, honestly, they, we had a boxer who was like... Believe it. No, I believe time. it. Yeah. So, fuck them. Yeah, no, I fully believe it. Um, we've closed your question many times. Certain people will have yes men in their camps and people, yeah, you know, just give, give, giving them praise. And yeah, we, 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 can, we can read off the list for us. We ain't going to speak too <laughs> yeah, much about it. We ain't going to talk too much about it, but they know, <laughs> we know. Um... Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that he's come, he's come back at um, actually he's come back at featherweight, hasn't he? Um, well, I think he. Oh. Well, news pending. Hopefully by tomorrow I'll find out he could be fighting for the IBO uh, in the Continental title on February the twelfth at bantamweight. At Bant, okay, okay. Bantam. So ideally for Ashley, though, what he wants to do with the plan, I'll give you the plan now, Low Dan. First, you'll be the first to know. So he wants to go exclusive, to, exclusive. So bantamweight for the IBO world in the Continental. In, Intercontinental title on February the 12th. If he wins that, he then wants to drop down to super fly and, and campaign it there because he feels he could knock out Ahmed and Kademi in one night. So, yeah. Nah, fair play to him. <laughs> I, I rate it. it. <laughs> Fully respected. That's, that's sick. We'll, we'll back him. He's our boxer. That's yeah. And you feel like you have, you have no issues. Obviously, he's 34 now. There'll be no issues in terms of like dropping yeah. down weights, etc. My only concern is that because obviously he hasn't yeah. made that weight for six years. That's my concern. But like we yeah. said, we take things professionally now. We've got uh, a nutritionist on board full-time with us who works with us. Sick. And he's in our gym every, every other day, weighing the boys in, scanning their fat percentages. He works wonders for them. You know, and they've got their, you know, their S&C is now in-house as well. So everything's there under one roof. And any niggles, injuries, we've got Tamasin, our physio and sports masseuse as well. So we've not cut any corners this time. Yeah. That's it. Because I, I I remember watching an interview where he felt like he, one of the reasons he came back was he just got the itch again, obviously, and he felt like he was just looking at the competition, I guess, in his weight class, and he just felt that he was better than everyone. 
and um, fancy, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know he had, he had a comeback fight last year, didn't he? Um, in Spain, in yeah. Spain, yeah, against just I guess a war, obviously just get just to get back out, just there, to get back out there and whatnot. Yeah, okay. And um, for you, obviously, I guess one of the trainers, you feel like the goals that he set for himself, you feel like he, he's definitely he can achieve them. He still got it um, and yeah. whatnot. He's still I mean, sharp, he's punching hard. I mean, he's punching if not harder now is that he's matured but you know yeah. he's 34 so he's got that bit more strength thing with Ashley we've just got to keep him in the gym because obviously if any more fights fall through in COVID etc it does play a massive negative downfall unfortunately for these boys and they will go after the radar because they're not boxing not earning are they so they've got to go to work some of them mm. yeah yeah and uh, sorry, go you, you go first. I, 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 no, go on because I wanted to ask about other people you've got in the gym as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what. Oh, I'll yeah. Them all off, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. A few more days. Okay, no, but, but, yeah. Before you get to that, Flo, doesn't ask. Am I right in thinking also that Billy Joe was originally he started off with you guys as well way, way back so in the day Billy when he Joe, first started? Yeah, so Billy Joe started as boxer junior at Cheshunt, and then he came as a senior to Hoddesdon, and okay. he had, I think he had thirty four with us. Yeah, thirty four, and then he obviously went to the Olympics from there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was there, but now we've got his son. His son's here, Stevie, little Stevie, oh, and sick. his nephew Billy. So they're both there at the gym. And they're doing really well. So, sick. I'm, I'm not hearing your name. Your name's enough. Like, yeah, fra- that's what. Like, you kind of moving like you, un- undercover guys, like for real, man. Right. Yeah. It's a shame that not, not many people fly the banner for Huddersfield. Nah, nah. And you know, do you know what? Unfortunately, that's. It's because the way my old man is, he's just so hard. And it, some, he's like, Mama, you're having to love him. We're going to hate him. But when you meet him, he's so quiet. He won't say anything to you. He's just quiet. And he'll look at you. Mm. And some people just can't, they can't figure him out. And he's not everyone's cup of tea. But other people, they love him to bits because, like I said to you before, he just speaks truth. He's facts. He's real. He's, he's the realest person you've ever met in your life. I had it going out as a kid. And you know, I sparred. Yeah, you were shit. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it, son. You were terrible. Okay, brilliant. Cheers. Thanks for that. I quit. <laughs> but but that's the thing. He's he's real, and some people just don't. They can't. They can't. Don't like it. Yeah. It's what it is. And and me and him are different. We're very different as well. I will be real with you, but I will be your hype man as well and get you into. You know, but he won't ever do that. So I I understand. I've got. Still 33, I'm still quite young enough to have a relationship with these boys as mates. So I'm yeah, try, I try get, and yeah. be a friend as well as a coach. Yeah. As well, he's strictly, 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 strictly. <laughs> good, <coach. laughs> good cop, bad cop routine. I, yeah, I hear it. No, it, is, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. That's what it's like. Yeah. So Are you, are you shouting lines in the camp in the corner? Boys, <laughs> <laughs> we said we weren't going to name names. And I'm slapping them with pads in their face as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fair play, fair play. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about, I guess, um, actually, before we talk about the, um, I guess, the other fighters you have on, in the gym and whatnot, yeah. in terms of, I guess, the, as you, you sort of alluded to it now, in terms of the whole good cop, bad cop thing, when it comes to working with fighters, is it obviously it's full on team effort? Do you and your dad doing it together? Or yeah, no, do you focus on some fighters and he will focus on other fighters? Or is it both of you together all the time? So, so what we do, obviously, we've got six, we've got six boys out in February, all yeah. in one month. So, place is rocking in the minute so where we do things is Monday to Friday is going to be we're open, our doors are open so the pros will come in but as a squad because boxing is lonely we don't want the boys doing too much on their own we'd like to have a really big team buzz around them all 
So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we, it's pros only. So we shut the doors. So we open it up for people to use the gym as well between 10.30 till like one in the afternoon. And that's when like, all the pros and the elites will come in and they'll all train, they'll spar all together. And then the Tuesday, Thursdays, they might come in individually to work on a few things. Bit, you know, if so Ash might need a bit more S&C, that'd be me. I'll get them on the, you know, doing the bits and pieces like that. And that's how we work. We've got Fabio as well. So it's three of us, really. It's me, my dad and Fabio. He's a pad man. And we've got Jason Fielding, does the wraps and cuts. So he's on board. So anyone gets cut in spinal, the hands need wrapping, he's there. And I said, Paul's there. And yeah, we're all there together. It's a massive team effort, massive effort. Sick, sick, sick. And um, yeah, in terms of other fighters you've got coming up, I guess, or people, fighters that you feel like potential to go far and, you know, the public should look out for maybe. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, go, you know, big them up, man. Yeah. I'll run them on through you. So I right, know we got. So I've got Ryan Charles. He's just come back from the World Amateur Games, but he's seven and one as a pro. He's a heavyweight, but we're trying to get him down to cruiserweight because again, he's he's small for the weight. So he represents Saint Lucia in the Worlds recently, but he's now going back to pro. Um, so he's seven and one. He's boxing in February 26th, along with Angela Antonio, who's a welterweight, super welterweight. He's now one and zero from Ipswich, so he's fighting on 26th as well. He's upcoming, a work in progress, coming from a like, MMA background. So he, he's, a, you know, he needs a lot of work on. And they've got Lorenzo Grasso, who's had, you know, he's a, he's been with us for amateurs, really. He's he's uh, our stalwart. He's um now one and oh, he's he's had fights fall through because of COVID, but he's a super weight, But he's big for the weight. He's very big, so he's quite exciting to sort of keep an eye on because he go, he's gone under the radar quite a little bit. Um, he's again out on February the 26th, and then I've got um, Nav Iran from Brighton. He's a light heavyweight, again, a bit older, 34, but he's he can absolutely punch like a mule. Like he's one of the hardest hits I've had in the pads. My wrists are in pieces after the pads of him. Um, he's hopefully fighting for a WBC Asian title, because obviously he's from Iran originally. So hopefully, fingers crossed, another, that's, you know, that's a way in. And then the younger ones, we've got Georgie Ellis, who's been with us for amateurs, seven-time national champion. Um, I'm hoping to get some news from Uncle Frank with him soon. So again, I hope, I'm hoping he gets through the door with Uncle Frank. Along with Mason Smasher Smith, you speak of Finchley. He's um he's three and zero as a pro. Got him again. He's he's worked with AJ quite a bit, so I'm hoping we can get him with Uncle Frank again. Tommy Jacobs, he's three and zero. He's fighting a guy four and zero on February the twelfth, so it's a good crossroads match there. Ashley Sexton, I had Sherelle Brown, seven and zero women's WBC national champion. She's just having a break in a minute. We've got Shanice James from the army. Yeah, honestly, I could be all night. Man. I've got, I've got loads. Honestly, yeah. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I'm trying to type out the names. So I... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm trying to jot them down. I could, yeah, I could text them to you later if you want. <laughs> yeah, hey, DM us all those names, bro. Because like, obviously, we want to make sure that you know we're first out here. <laughs> yeah. we Tell people it. we jumped to the bandwagon time ago. <laughs> but that's 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 sick. It's, the gym's thriving, clearly, man. Holderson, big up Holderson, man. They're, they're, it's clearly yeah, thriving. We've just got Alfie Price back as well. Alfie Price is a seven and pro. He's, he was he was Southern area super lightweight mm. champion. Um, but he's just been inactive. We, you know, he's, he's been quite hard to match as well. People just avoid him because he, he was on GB for a while as well. And now he's back in the gym. And you know, like I said, he went to Wiggins to try out, didn't enjoy it. Um, he's come back. So, and yeah. in terms, because obviously you mentioned Uncle Frank a few times. Obviously, Hedges was with Matcher and one, obviously. Yeah. Um, in terms of promoter, do you find it easier working with a certain promoter or going with a certain promoter or? It's yeah, just I mean, whoever comes calling, really. It's still, it's really frustrating because Frank Warren's office is a mile from Hotbox. 
it's so frustrating. Right. And these sons live around the area and they all know about Hoddesdon. But it's just like, I just don't understand why they've not put anything into us as a gym because they've gone Queensbury Ibox, which is South East London. It's nowhere near them. But we're literally producing champions off champions. ABA, like again this year, we had another ABA champion. That's seven we've had produced in the last, I mean, how many years? Before we got four boys on GB now, like, how much more do we, I mean, to get a name, do we, have we got to do? But again, I think it comes down to, uh, you know, people's preference of what they like of a coach. And um, it is what it is. But yeah, we're, um, I'm hoping Frank will sign a couple of the boys soon. We are, we've actually had a meeting with them recently. So I'm hoping it comes good and we can have something um, set up with them. I hope so too, man. I hope so too. It's uh, if 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 the HQ is a mile from where you lot, it's a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It, just, it, it know, really is a no-brainer. And, and the sad thing as well, like obviously Hamza Shiraz uses our gym as a training camp. So every training camp Hamza oh. Shiraz has, he uses our gym. It's cheeky. So, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. Yeah, it is, it is cheeky, but <laughs> it's good for us because it works both ways. Big publicity, publicity for us, um, and we get along really well with Hamza and his family. Like his dad and everyone are brilliant people. Um, but yeah, it's great. And when you know the Frank Warlock comes down to see him and, and sort of gym, they're a bit like, oh, they've got two full size rings in this gym. Wow, I'm not really pleased they've got that. And a whole different room for bags, and they've got a room for S and C. It's like shit. They've actually put a lot of time and effort into this. So and we have we've invested heavily. Me and my dad have you know dipped into our pockets to make that gym work. So fingers crossed. Fair you guys, man. So it sounds like you're working at something and it's it's going to bear yeah. fruit. It's, it's bearing fruit, actually. It is. So it, was to say, it is bearing fruit, um, for sure. You've, you've got some hot and coming fighters and, yeah, hopefully a few more get yeah. you. How many fighters do you have? Breathe it. <laughs> at a minute, because you will be enough. But how many fighters do you have coming in? What, pro? Of, yeah, pro. Pro, I've got 12, I think, or 13. Yeah, yeah 12, 13. Yeah. And six when we're out next month. <laughs> what card is that? It says February 26th. So they're only a little one. So February the twelfth, I've got a, t- a new promotional team uh, called TM Fourteen. They've got their Brentwood Centre. They've got okay. Tommy and Ash on that. And then on the twenty sixth, we serve Victor Smith um, promotions at Perfleet, and I've got four on that one. Okay, just little ones, just to get them ticking over. That's all. Yeah, play. And you've got a few um, woman boxers as well. It sounds like as well. Yeah, so I've got Sherelle Brown. Um, she she won the ABA's three times, not with us. She was at Islet as amateurs, but then she. Mm. You know, she she saw the, the light and come to Hoddesdon. And uh <laughs> um yeah, we took her from one and oh to seven and oh and WBC national champion. She got offered a world title fight. But the thing with women's boxing is just the money, like she deserves a lot more and they're offering silly like grand and you're thinking a grand yeah. for a woman and it's just not on. So we got she um took a lot of time out. It, it hurt her mentally. She she did deserve a lot more. Yeah, really out, out of the sports. So I think she's taking a step back. And then got Shanice James. She's really exciting. She's she's a soldier. She's in the army. Okay. Um, she's based in Canuck. My dad's actually managing her. Um, and we're looking to hopefully get her in through Boxer, if, like the Boxer, if we can. Because yeah. I know they're looking for more women to come onto the platform. And she is, honestly, she's exciting. She can whack. <laughs> she's quite, right. she's, the way she moves is like a little Mike Tyson as well. So, yeah. Oh. I'm a fan already. <laughs> <laughs> We're big advocates of women's boxing here. so I'm Massive advocates. Yeah, um, I love it. It's, it's, brilliant. it's amazing. And so they're kind of putting the mental shame as well when it comes to, in terms of like the big 100%. fights being made and whatnot. And 
exciting fights being made. It's always exciting. Then the champions fight each other. So I I can't hit on it, man. I, I wanted to no, keep exactly. on thriving. Um, hopefully, yeah, the purses start to match up as well. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and yourself, Alex, because obviously you mentioned as well that you yourself box as well. Was mm. you box, play rugby? Um, how have you, I guess, found balancing, I guess, doing both sports and obviously I think you said that this is probably your last year as amateur and then you're going to call it a day yeah, and focus uh, on the coaching. How's your amateur experience been for you, bro? It's been really stop-start because um, just with like, you know, it's like anything, life just gets in the way. Like having that, that you know, having a, a gym as busy as ours, yeah, you sort of get pushed to the back because you need to help coach rather than actually get out and box. So, and also being a super heavyweight, we don't, we don't have many in the gym. We only have one and he's always at GB. So the sparring comes limited and you've got to go out to spar. And in the end, you're a bit like, oh, do you know what? I'll just fucking coach because I can see him struggling over there. So I've had a really stop-start amateur career, but I've been always sparring, always in the gym, ticking over, obviously playing rugby. So I'm, I'm always fit, but it's just getting about sometimes as well. It's just been awful. Been rubbish. Yeah. But it doesn't really bother me. It's, it, you know, For me, I, I do it for the love. I would never... I, well, I, wouldn't, I would turn over if I could, but I know we need we need more coaches than boxers in a minute. I could <laughs> outnumbered, so... Yeah, it's just been one of things, really, just sort of left the back burn. So I would like to get out a few more times this year, if possible, but we'll see what happens. I doubt it, probably. And for you, would are you, obviously, we've got quite an extensive amateur setup in the UK now. Yeah. Um, are you a big fan of it, or do you feel like that some changes need to be made in the amateur setup? Like, what you say, amateur setup well, over here, the pros and cons? <clears throat> are... I mean, this year was a really weird year for amateur boxing because what they've done, they've, they've rushed through the ABAs straight away because obviously COVID. Yeah. So we've just finished the ABAs last, last month and they kick off again in two months. They didn't have it last year, did they? The ABAs. They no, that's what I mean. They cancelled yeah. it. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean. So just, they cancelled because of COVID and a lot of it went behind closed doors and they had to close it because there's a few disputes and stuff with a few traveller families that they had to shut the venues down. Okay, yeah. That's what I mean. They've just finished the ABAs last month and then they're doing the ABAs again next month. So the boys, are, it's, it's a really weird year this year. Yeah. So we had a really mixed bag. Our senior team was really strong this year, but they underperformed. And we only come away with one one winner, and I think we come with two semi-finalists. But as a next, like, the squad we're putting in next year, I would like to think and hope we'd get at least two, maybe three champions, and maybe a couple of finalists on top of that as well. Um, but England boxing... It, amateur boxing is good but the only thing we struggle you know everyone's probably going to tell you the, the judging is just some of it it's just a, oh it's it's yeah same old same old it's your yeah, pro you've got, take your you've pick man it's, yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to knock them out to get the draw or whatever yeah it's just yeah it's just one of them sports unfortunately it's never going to be but that's the talking point though right that's what we can talk about these things like the, the Gary Russell fight yesterday I thought he won that fight oh you gave it to Russell yeah, I'll go to uh, Russell. I thought he nicked it. We'll, we'll, okay. come, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. We'll come to yeah. that. He, he, he picks it up to... Yeah, we'll come to it. We'll talk about it. We'll come to it. We'll come to it. Because... <laughs> we'll talk about boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, 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 we'll come to that for sure. Um, I, I just want to pick your brains a bit more in terms of, like, just boxing, I guess, in the UK. Um, Obviously, boxing is thriving in the UK. It's going from strength to strength each year, obviously. Um, yeah. We're producing world-class boxers, champions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I guess domestically, I'll say world as well, but yeah, let's start with domestically. Uh, what would you say your favourite division is and I guess which fighters do you say, you know, you really, really rate domestically and you see as going to achieve or obviously if they've already achieved world-class world, world, you know, world class stuff, then say them as well. But yeah, I mean, 
what, what would you say your favourite divisions and fighters are domestically? I think surely the most exciting in the UK has got to be light heavyweight, right? With Yardy, Callum Johnson, the Wax. I was hoping you say that. I was hoping you say that. Yeah, do you mean Dan Aziz? I mean, what, yeah, that, that is Craig Richards, Shaq Bibbrorius. It's crazy. It's it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, there's some good boys there. I mean, who's Bwatsi, your pick for that division? Right, I like Bwatsi. I think he's, I've met him a few. He's a lovely guy, but I think we're in activity with him. It could be his downfall, is where the guys are getting busy now. Do you know what I mean? He said that. Yep. So, for me, Callum Johnson punches like a train. But in his last performance, again, you look at it and go, oh, that wasn't great. I thought he might have lost that. Or a draw, at least, at worst. So, that division is wide open for me. I mean, Dan Aziz, at the minute, he's on fire. Obviously, he's in the gym. He's, you know, picked up the British Commonwealth. I mean, he, he's working. But Craig Richards, again, I like him. He's so awkward. And he can punch. It's, yeah, I mean, I'll take your pick out of them, not. But the way I see... Arthur, Yards, they're all... It's, it's all... I mean, it's oh, sick. It's there. sick. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, it's, that's a big division. I wouldn't mind seeing a prize fighter like heavyweight. That'd be that's brilliant. what we want to see. We've been saying. I'll give all my money to watch that. Just, get Fam, just have Royal a tournament, Royal. Super Six, between all the way, whatever you want to call it. Take it all. Yeah. it. Take I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. That's it. Callum Smith's in the mix now as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's all, yeah, that's def- that definitely stands up. 100%. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, domestically as well, there's some, there's some wicked talents coming through as well. I mean, Josh Taylor, I mean, there's the man in there, I mean, domestically, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves, really. He's cleaned up already. Mm. Um, you know, there's loads, there's loads. Would you say Josh Taylor is your favourite fighter domestically at the moment? I wouldn't say my, my favourite, but, uh, oh. He's, he's done very well for himself in that division. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's got all the belts. Yeah. And um, I think Jack Catchell's fight for me, personally, I think it's boring. Um, that's just my views. He should clean him up. He should. Carroll's good. Yeah. I rate Carroll. I think Carroll's a good fighter, but he should. He's awkward. I mean, yeah. again, inactivity-wise, he hasn't really been there, has he? And I like Cat. I like Jack Cat. He's a nice fella, again. Mm. But yeah, it's just, it's fun and thing. Man, there's a lot. There's a, there is, you can make some good fights. But I just hope they make them soon. That's always a lot out there. I hear that. That's, that's dope. Um, yeah, Flores, do you have any other questions to ask before we, I guess, we talk about some of the other, other news we want to talk about? Oh, but yeah, the other news has got to be perked up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all my questions. <laughs> Let's talk about what's, what's happening in the world of boxing. But, yeah. All right, cool. Mad so, yeah. Insightful. Yeah, mad, mad insightful, man. That's been, thanks, Greg. That's, that's been sick. Um, yeah. Obviously, you brought up already the Gary Russell fight. We might as well talk about that. Um, yeah. So you thought Gary Russell... Like, first of all, are you familiar yeah. with Gary Russell Jr.? Or yeah, no, division? I, I, do, or... I do like watching the Americans. Obviously, I try and catch up on it as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I'm more, obviously, being a bigger guy, I do like the heavyweight division over there. I always keep an eye on the, okay. the up-and-coming talents, you know, like yeah. the, the Jareds and, you know, Ivan Dijakos, all that kind of lot. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, what, the way I watch boxing sometimes, if it was such a close fight, what I tend to do is I watch it with the volume. And then I watch a couple of rounds yeah. without the volume. And I look at the space between the two boxes. Because that's when you can see the punches landing. A lot of people just will focus on one boxer. But yeah, I always try and watch the space. And you can see the, the shots getting caught between the spaces. But yeah, I thought I had him I had him a couple of rounds. I did, to be honest with you, I did. I thought he might have nicked it. Interesting, interesting. Because again, again, it wasn't his best performance, was it? I mean, he didn't no, box great. It's, it's weird because... So obviously, just to clue the listeners up, Gary Russell is probably the longest 
reigning, yeah, reigning heavy, I mean, what champion? Um, yeah. Obviously, he's lost six his years? six years. Yeah, six years. Six years. Yeah. So, but the issue I've had with Gary Russell is he's a phenomenal boxer. Yeah, he's an elite, elite boxer, technically yeah. superb, but he's so inactive. He fights once a year, and in fact, in this one, he this was like his first fight in two years. His, yeah, his inactivity yeah, is a yeah. it's a joke thing, and. I've said before, he's holding that belt hostage because he doesn't unify. He only fights mandatories and whatnot. He doesn't, like, there's no unifications or nothing. So I've been saying I want this belt to be freed from him because he's not going to fight anyone else. He's just going to yeah. hold it and fight once a year. Um, yeah, so this Masego, um, Masayago guy, never yeah, seen him before. Nah. Big guy. Big, you saw, you saw, you saw the size the difference. Big for yeah, the weight. And he's come in, I guess, the first four rounds. I didn't expect to come out like that. I've never seen him before, but he roughed him up, didn't he? The first roughed him up, applying pressure. Yeah, you know, the body work for me was amazing. He was really banging to the body, and 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 Gary Russell was a slick counter puncher of hand speed. But this Masayago guy was countering him, and I thought to myself, "Whoa, this guy can—he's good. He can box. He's troubling him." And then I think it was the fourth round. Now Mm. Gary Russell hit him with a counter shot, and that's popped his shoulder out or done something to his shoulder. He previously yeah. said before the fight that he he's coming in with an injury so he told us he told everyone already that you know his shoulder's injured and um yeah he's done his shoulder and then for the rest of the fight he wasn't able to throw that um that right hand which is right wasn't right it? Hand, yeah. yeah and it was weird because i thought gary russell boxed better one-handed he than did. he was no, boxing. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said wait what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> he was um, he was boxing better one handed than he was two handed. Yeah, literally brilliant. each time it was Masiaga was and I was getting over Masiaga because I think the keys to victory were there for me. Cut off yeah. the ring, circle to the opposite way so he can't land that counter shot, and just keep banging to the body. And he stopped doing that for a couple of rounds, and that was giving Gary Russell some rounds in my book. Mm. Um, beautiful counter shots with the one hand, jabbing with the one hand. Um, pot shot in and then obviously the defence slipping punches being very hard to hit the footwork etc elite elite level mm. um, but I think for me obviously it, you said with boxing you mentioned it earlier Alex in terms of how boxing is scored and whatnot it's very subjective and cool you can reward the amazing defensive work and the fact that Gary Russell was making Masiago miss and whatnot but the bottom line is obviously Masiaga was, I guess, forcing the pace. He was on the front foot throughout. And even though, yes, he was missing a lot more when Gary Russell had one hand as opposed to two hands, mm. he was still outlanding Gary Russell. But obviously, yeah, with boxing, you question, do you, do you, do you score fights for volume or do you score fights for effective punches yeah, landed? Yeah. It's, it's always a back and forth, I guess, with judging and whatnot. And for me, I, 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 gave the, I think I just about gave it to Masiago. Well, I think I had it a draw, one of those two. I definitely didn't have Gary Russell winning. Yeah, I, I, I did one or maybe one, yeah, one or two, maybe, yeah. It was super it close, two, yeah, but I think I just about gave it to Masioka. But yeah, it, it, I commend what Gary Russell did in terms of the work he did with one hand yeah. and he outboxed him in some portions. But there was also times when Masioka, I think towards the, lit, I think the last couple of rounds, he wasn't able to sort of bounce the body again nah, and slow him down nah. and get him. So yeah, man, it was one of those fights. Um, yeah, Flo, sorry, you want to jump in? What, what were your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I think you guys have echoed what, what I wanted to say, really and truly. I think Gary Russell picks it up towards the late, later rounds, the first four rounds, he was a bit bamboozled. Um, what's the guy's name? McGyoga? M- 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 
Masayago, I think. Masayago. He's good. I liked him. He impressed me. He had a clear grade band. Obviously, Gary's a southpaw, so... He was, he was he was trying he was trying to be cheeky at times, wasn't he? Um, stepping on his foot and whatnot. But he was trying to counter yeah. those shots. <laughs> he was trying to do sneaky things, going to the body, you know, the counter left hook. He was trying to he was trying to get in there. So he impressed the first four rounds. But what Gary Russell is good at is um, his his distance control. He's very good at getting in and out, and he's up his upper body movement, head movements, all good. But I, I couldn't I couldn't give it. I couldn't say he won. I think yeah. the most I can say is a draw because. Yeah, the most I can because there were definitely four rounds for the Philippines. Oh, yeah, the, the, first, the first four, I understand. He smothered him. He, he didn't embrace, yeah. And then I think he, he probably stuck in a few more. So I gave it to him by a round. Um, mm. But I wanted to know, Alex, what exactly did you see that you felt made uh, Gary Russell Jr. take it? Because he was landing, and I, I, was, I was thinking this as I was watching it, that mm. he's landing these jabs, and the judges are going to see the more telling punches are coming from um, I don't know his name, we'll not put his name. But if you're scoring it, you've got to score it properly, you've got to score it fairly, like you've got to count the jabs as well. But yeah, what did you see? That's what I mean. I mean, so every judge is different. They like, I mean, some judges like pressure, some judges like the, the skill and, and the flair. Some people like, you know, some people scoring on the fence as well. So I mean, it's what you like. You know? I mean, for me, I like, I like obviously the work rate. That's me, I like work rate. I'm you know, punches and bunches, as they say, and stuff like that. For me, I think he was, he was he just outlanding him a little bit. They're not, like you said, not telling punches, but he's just beating him to the punch round again and then move his feet, adjust his feet. I was thinking, yeah, okay, yeah, I probably would give him that round, just give that round, edging that round a little bit, hey, he lost that round. But that's what I thought it was really, just the work rate, really, just the, the way, he, the volume of punches he was throwing. Obviously, Manciago was throwing some big shots, trying to throw some big shots, catch him downstairs up, you know, he was mixing his tacks up quite well. I mean, like the more direct, sort of straight apart shots were coming from, like, you know, the pop shots and everything. I just thought we might have edged it on that. Like you said, around, could, yeah, a draw, wouldn't argue with it, but yeah, maybe around here and there. But yeah, that's what I thought, really. To be honest, it was close. So, yeah. Kerry said he won 10 2. Yeah. Afterwards, he said he said he won, he first said 10 2, and then he said 9 3. Yeah, he was he was adamant that he outboxed him and whatnot. Yeah, that's it. That was a. Well, he had boxing in portions, but yeah, I I, I just don't think he did enough. Maybe if it went on the initial two rounds, he could have made it clearer. Yeah, he, he, he could have made it clearer. But, I think. But then I you say one-handed. It, what he did with one hand is elite to me. He boxed better one-handed yeah, than he did. Yeah. yeah, no, he did. He, he saw he saw wake up it didn't he? He kicked on the ass. Yeah. To be fair, in activity once again, you can't. He's what, yeah. 33. He's 33, 33 now, 33, and yeah. he fights yeah. once a year and two years. Like it's it's. That's always been my grab because he's an elite boxer to me. He's one of the best out technicians out there. I love watching him work, but it, like I said, that belt's been held hostage by him for six years. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm sure this this um, this Magsay- Masayago guy, will, he's not the type to duck any sort of no. things to unify. To be fair to Gary, I think he is partly avoided, but he's also, I think, quite difficult to work with, apparently, in terms of negotiations for unifications and whatnot. So, yeah, I've I, heard that as well. I'm all about unifications. That's what I like to see. I like to see divisions unified and whatnot. That's, flows. I think you're yeah. the same as well. You've always been the same. So, yeah. I like to see boxers active. I mean, another one that really winds up is AJ. Boxes, what, once every 10 months. We've said this. Yeah. We've said and, this. From 15 fights That's what I mean. I mean, let's face it. Back in the day, Hagler, Hearns, you're fighting what, every nine weeks, ten weeks, and that's that's why I used to love. I like watching the old boxing because they're probably coming fresh off the six week camp, like of after just boxing. 
Yeah. And these boys are going at it. And that's why they, their records are, oh, yeah, 70 bouts, 80 bouts. Yeah, because he boxed probably every month. And it, yeah. that was the real fighters for me, the 80s and 90s. And nowadays, they're just wrapped up in cotton wool. It's like, well, I'm not boxing him because he's offered me a dollar less than that one. And just box. It's the sport we, we love to see fighting. So why are you not doing it? I think but part of it is obviously being like a pay-per-view star as well. And obviously it's, they, money, they, it's, they, it's pure right? money. You know, they, they roll you out once once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that's why obviously they're not trying to dilute that. I guess that's, you know, when you're a pay-per-view star, you're one once or twice a year fighter. That's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, money. <laughs> that's you the said, sport. You said this about AJ. That's, that's the biggest thing that's messed up his career, I think, being a pay-per-view yeah. star so early. But, at, fi- and, at 15 fights in. Yeah. And, and to be honest, in, yeah. he doesn't need to be that good, like... Why does every fight need to be on pay per view? I know he's a pay per view star. You said it, yeah. He could have, mm. he should have been fighting six times a year. And yeah, point, no. He should be fighting six times a year and he's fighting twice a year. Of course, he's yeah. going to be inexperienced at this stage of his yeah. career. Yeah. But we, we say to our guys who are a small hall show, we aim, we aim to get you out four to five times a year. It's, you know, and you, need, you want to earn some money at ticket sales as well, surely. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a nice segue to be fair because there's some news there. <laughs> yeah there has been some news actually before we go into the news I probably want to shout out Freddie Roach as well because he's obviously my service trainer and yeah. I'm pretty sure by now they've got a statue of him in the Philippines because obviously <laughs> Pacquiao and now Masio, yeah, he's, he's doing good things to that country so shout out to Freddie Roach legendary trainer but, that, that division's the upset division because yeah. Kiko Martinez got the IBF bloody hell <laughs> I mean, yeah. I that was mad still I, I, saw, I was rattled by that when I saw that <laughs> but oh, yeah wow. AJ um, always news of AJ I guess um, actually I, I, I want to pick your brains up actually about some coaching questions as well, Alex. But I guess the news is just coming in that um, apparently he's got. We talked about, I think we briefly touched upon the whole the step aside issue flows, yeah, and that they potentially might be offering him some step aside money um, so that Usyk goes and fights Fury. But apparently he's he's got he's well he's going to. I guess the article was from the Guardian, I think it was, but he's going he's going to accept it or Telegraph, yeah, that's fifteen mil, and um, he's going to accept that to allow. Fury and Usyk to proceed. Um, yeah. So what were your initial thoughts on this one? Um, for one, I don't, know if, I don't know if I believe it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two, um, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I'll, be dis- I'll be heavily disappointed, especially after um, he said, don't come to me with that nonsense. Um, purely because you, you, you want to get your get back. You can't go out like that against Usyk and not run it back. You have to run it back. Mm-hmm. You talk about being a fighter. He talks about being a throwback fighter, AJ. A lot yeah. talks about being a throwback He fighter. loves dropping that. He loves dropping that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Throwback fighter. I don't know what throwback fighters would have done. <laughs> <laughs> but third point is, um, you've got to say, if, if, if he is a businessman and you're not a throwback fighter, pick, pick or choose. If you're a businessman, it makes business sense because you'll get the money, you can fight the winner and then you can fight the loser as well. You'll yeah, make yeah. more money going down this route if, yeah. if you back yourself. If you back yourself, you could make more money going down this route. But then there's the pride route, there's the ego, there's the throwback fight route. But yeah, that's the, I guess the, I'll, I'm trying to be balanced, but I'll be disappointed if he takes this. That's the thing though. AJ himself seems unbalanced. When I say that, I mean like he dropped that interview where he talked about he went on the run about being a throwback fighter and, you know, and that, you know, he's trying to emulate the old people or the old, you know, 
the old champions of old, right? And then two minutes later, he said, you know, I'm a businessman at the end of the day. Basically, that's basically how he's framed it. Like, So I, I think he himself doesn't know what he wants to be, whether he wants to be the throwback guy or the smart businessman that makes smart business decisions um, like Mayweather does. So I, I don't know, man. Um, but I will, as a fan, obviously, I'll be disappointed because obviously we saw him get the get back against Ruiz and obviously Usyk is a tougher prospect. We know that, but it's like the way you lost, bro, you've got to go and get that back straight away, man. We saw you. We saw you in the twelfth round, looking like you were crying, gasping for air. You can't go out like that, man. But yeah, it, who are we to say? Obviously, hindsight's you know hindsight's a bitch. He might go and obviously wait for the opportunity now, fifteen million richer, and then go and win and get his titles back. Congrats to him. So who knows? But I feel like you know he should go and take that fight now, or you know this year when he can, as opposed to waiting for them to, for them guys to get it on. Because boxing's it's frustrating and weird, you know. They might t- one, Fury might win that fight now against Usyk, and it might turn around and say, "Okay, cool, I'm retiring now." Like yeah. it, it, it something like that, you know. It's 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 never a given. So take what's in front of you now, man. That's that's why I always say. But yeah, I'm not the one calling the shots. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Um, for you, do you feel like AJ should take the step aside money, or do you feel like he should go and get that back? I mean, is it? Is it is- like, does he need the money? Realistically, he's got his own management company, isn't he? Set it up. You know, yeah. he's he's earned millions already. For me, like you said, he's got to go back it now. Like he's, you know, I'm I want to kill him. I'm going to hurt him. Back it up. Let's go boxing and go to Ukraine. Wherever you got to go, Abu Dhabi. I don't know where you're going to fight him. For me, I'd like to see him fight. Go for it. I don't step aside. Nah, that's just that's an easy way out, isn't it? Really. Like you said, he's got to back up. He's got to back up his comments of what he said. So I'd, I'd like to go see him box you sick, 100%. Yeah, he has been talking a lot. He said he's going to be a Yeah, like he said, he's going to stick it all over him. He's going to hurt him. He's going to make him. That's yeah, what I'm like, saying, right, yeah. Let's, let's go see his new AJ then. Let's, let's, let's see it. Mm. So yeah. I'd, 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 I'm excited to see it happen again, 100%. What, what were your thoughts about the fight, the first fight and whatnot, in terms of how it happened, how it played out? Um, yeah, would you say it was, just, me, it was it wrong was, tactics from AJ or, you know, just there's nothing just you can do? Yeah, he just yeah. stood off him and gave him too much respect. I mean, I've, I've watched Usyk for years now. I watched yeah. him in the Olympics at 2012. And he's, he's again, he's a small heavyweight, but the footwork and the he's work rate and the Brother. accuracy. Is, <laughs> I mean, he's like a bigger Lomachenko, really, isn't he? Let's yeah, face it, the way he, he is. is. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's just smart and calculated. And he was waiting for AJ to fall in every time. And he did, he boom, two shots and he's catching him. And you just, AJ was, looks, he looks stuck in between two styles. He's like, if I go forward, I'm going to get counterpunched. If I sit on the back foot, I'm going to get clipped anyway. And he was just stuck in limbo. And then you go, you know, the camera pans him in the corner and you've got the cut man telling him what to do, the coach telling him what to do. And then the fucking, I don't know, the, the spit bucket man telling him what to do. And just praising him. Great job, AJ. Well yeah, done. Great, AJ. You've got a lovely <laughs> cut there as well. Well done. You've lost that round. <laughs> Let's let's talk about the corner. Let's talk about corner as you as a coach. Obviously, it'd be nice to get your view on, I guess, from a yeah. coaching standpoint. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about AJ. Obviously, he was in America. He visited a couple of gyms over there in America. There was a lot of people there calls for him to sort of get rid of Rob McCracken, who's been with him for a long time now, and you know get someone else in to maybe ch- sort of help him change styles and preparing for this Usyk fight. First and foremost, do you feel like you know? Do you feel like these calls for a new new head coach, a new training team sort of are 
are a, a kind of like reactionary from people or do you feel like it's the right move for him to do? Well, you look at AJ, yeah, he is institutionalised, let's face it. So after, you know, when the ABA did such a, he was based in Sheffield and GB. He hasn't moved from there. He's been in the whole time of his career, realistically. Yeah. So like, he should, he should, for me, he should have left out a long time ago, realistically. Personally, for me, like he's been stuck with McCracken for what, 10, 15 years, near enough. That's, it's just a long time. He has added new additions into his training camp. You look at Angel Fernandez. I'm baffled by that guy. Um, and then... Yeah, no one waits that guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no one else wants to wait his <laughs> Yeah, um, Angel Fernandez. Yeah, fair enough. And then J.B. Clayton. Another one, I, I don't really know where he's come from. But um, I know he comes from a kickboxing background. He does a lot of work with Ben Whitaker. But like, he's added... He, he's like hand-picks... I don't know, these coaches, because they're like... It feels like favours of people. Like, I'll get him in my you know, camp because he's worked really well with one boxer I know. Mm. But nothing's changed. He's still the same boxer. And mm. Rob McCracken's always in and out of his camps. Obviously, he works with GB. He's always in and out, in and out. So there's nothing really stable there. It, it, for me, AJ, I'd love to see him get someone like Manny Stewart in the corner of him. Like an older, wiser head guiding him because I think that would work wonders with him. Like the, you know, the Klitschko had it and it worked with him. For me, yeah, I'd love to see AJ change trainers realistically. Just try and something fresh because he's been stuck, I think, personally in styles for a long time. Damn. I mean, we, we said the same thing, folks, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting hearing it from an actual coach yeah, as no, well. From that, yeah, yeah. We, all, we say it all the time. Yeah, it's, we, just, yeah. it's just a different lens, I think. I think he's too set in these ways. He needs something to maybe bring out that sort of... 100%. Because we feel like the keys for him to beat Usyk... He tried to box you sick and you can't outbox a master boxer. Box a boxer. He can never, yeah. ever in his life outbox you sick. So for, yeah. I'm, I'm not parring him, Floyd. That, that's the fact. He can never, no, ever... He gave him too much respect as well. He can never outbox you sick. Usyk no. won't be outboxed by any... But I'm telling you, no. that, that guy is insane as a boxer. Tyson Fury might, but... Maybe Tyson Fury. Maybe Tyson big. Fury. But I don't even think Fury will look to box you sick. He will just put his weight on him. He'll jump on him like Wilder against Wilder, yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's like, exactly like, how he's going to try and box him. Tie him up, hit him, all the little back of the head stuff. Like, everything. Yeah. yeah, you don't have box. Dark arts, yeah. yeah. Lean yeah. on him on the ropes, hug, hug him up. That's that's yeah, it. man, that's, that's that's why I feel like he needs to do, you don't box a boxer, you go, you war a boxer, you go to war with exactly. him. And yeah, you go to war with him. People question, we've questioned it on this pod as well, does AJ sort of have that, in the, you know, that dog in him to bring that out of him? Do you feel like he does? He just... Or do you feel like this is how he is? He's, he's not really that, I don't know. I, that I demon. Don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like The young AJ was, wasn't he? He was from the streets. He was from the end. He was, and yeah. he was, yeah. he was swinging it. And then nowadays, it's like he's... I don't know. It's just... There's the, that bit of spark, a bit of spunk missing about him. I don't know. It's, it's weird. We, as we weird. said before, it's almost like AJ's got a chip on his shoulder that he wants to try and prove that he, he's, he's a top boxer, yeah, right? Te- yeah. technical, he's a technician. Yeah. And I guess there's, there's always a fine line and balance. Obviously, it's great being a technician. I love watching technicians go to work, but sometimes it's just got to be swingers. <laughs> sometimes I swear. And that's, that's what getting the fans and attention, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's Let's face it, heavyweight, heavyweights, they're not fucking technicians. Oh, trust me, when, when you've got guys laying over the ropes, it ain't pretty. It's horrible. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is, 
AJ can do what we're saying he needs to do and still lose. That's how good he yeah. is. Yeah. It's yeah. still like he's a guy. This, this is why people are moving like, oh, he lost to Usyk. He's washed. This right. guy's Usyk's a generational guy. Like he's one of the best boxers of this era. Full stop. Like he's mad. What he's what he's done amateur wise, two what two gold medals, clean up the entire clean up the entire cruiserweight. Yeah, cruiserweight cleaned it up easily with ease. Really, where we one tough fight with Bradis, but yeah, he he kind of control, wasn't it? Really, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and yeah. What he's so it's no shame losing to Alexander Usyk. That guy's insane. Um, and AJ's not finished just because he lost to him. Even if he loses to him again, I won't count him as finished. He's just lost again, I don't think he's going to shoot. He'll have to probably go the more sort of domestically route with like Billy and White again or the Fury. You know, yeah. let's go that way. And or fight one of them young, hungry heavyweights coming up for the, from you know, one of them ones. Yeah. And Who don't knows? forget, there's a lot of money in that. AJ regards is going to make a lot of money from. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I hear that. That's, that's... The heavyweight division is exciting now as well. There's a lot out there. But in America, there's a lot of young talents now. They're, they're, they're sitting on like 21 and O's, 23 and O's, and they've got to be tested. Yeah, we, we highlighted some. Um, obviously, we highlighted Big Baby, didn't we? Um, yeah, we Big Baby, he's probably, he's probably, yeah, Big Baby, and he's probably the one that, that, that are the American prospects that I probably think is yeah. the best. But obviously, you've got other guys like um, coming through America, obviously not American, but Frank Sanchez, obviously Cuban. Yeah, he looks he looks, he looks really, really good. Um yeah, they got they got some guys over there, man. They got uh, that, for sure. um, Ivan Ivan Dyachko, who's, who's from Wales, Kazakhstan as well. He's was he 12 and 0, 12 knockouts, and he's six foot nine, six foot ten. Bloody hell! You know, one of <laughs> one of bronze, one of bronze medal, I think, as well in the Olympics. Not I'm, I'm, I'm not too familiar with him, with him actually. I'll check him out. Check him out. He's a big how, old lump. How's his movement? Obviously, that big is he? Yeah. Can he, can he oh, okay, he's, he's not that like no, fury. He's a <laughs> big pun. No, he's a yeah. pun, he's a big puncher. That's what I mean. Like you've. you've the Americans get all these sort of Kazakhs and the Uzbeks and the, the yeah. Cubans they, and they bring them into their camps and they these guys have done things in the amateurs and if they can be tweak them you know, and make them stars they will and that's why it's exciting especially here at Division now you're starting to see some real prospects from over you know, across the water and, and working on them obviously because you, obviously, you box super heavy at amateurs anyways um, yeah. so obviously I know you're familiar with the heavyweight division um, would you say for you Fury is the best in the, in the world? Um, the best heavyweight. Do you, do you not see yeah, I mean, Fury losing? I don't think at the minute no one loses. No, if his mindset's right, no, yeah. no, not. Yeah. If he's having a wobble, then there's a there's a there's a chink in the armor there. But no, the guy's he's just too big. You know, he's not he's not just overly like a big concussive puncher. But when you're getting clumped with you know ten ounce gloves consistently, it's gonna yeah. break you down. Like the, yeah. the Wilder fight, he just broke him down. And just he's yep. too big and. And that's that's what he should have done the first fight. Realistically, he was okay, not body beautiful, but just laying him, pushing around the ring a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, he's got it all. He can move. He's evasive. He's he thinks as well. He's got a great thinking brain. Mm-hmm. He's a boxing man. He really he, is. He's a, fight, he's a fighting man. <laughs> yeah, as he said, he's a fighting man. <laughs> a fighting but man. you can tell his IQ is high, very very high. It is. It is. And yeah. Um, yeah, but Wilder for me is a freak. You no, know, fifteen and a half stone heavyweight. And he's <sighs> knocking everyone out. Yeah. You know, you put that power in someone like Tyson Fury, then you really got everyone, you got everything, don't you, realistically? Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, no, God said, no, nah, you can't have it all, bro. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'll move the vision. <laughs> if I was AJ, I'll, I'll fight a cruiserweight. <laughs> bridge away, a new one, bridge away. Yeah, bridge away, yeah. I'll, I'll move down the side. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sick. Boy. 
other, other heavyweights, Hergovic, yeah, Yoka, yeah, yeah. Um, he's avoided, he's very avoided, isn't he? Hergovic, Hergovic. I mean, he's a problem. I'll tell you what, that's a fight again. They're going on the S Jam and like Sam Jones before, you know, Joe Joyce avoided. All right, and Hergovic looking for a fight, why don't you fight him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no no we're all right, then fine. Fine. come on, come on man <laughs> a lot of people don't that, want that any of Hugovic smoke man yeah. they're, 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 they're worried about him he's very the very Yoke, good the Yoke fight I mean if that, if that does pull off that'd be a good fight because it's one all isn't it they both beat each other in amateurs once so yeah there's 2-1 to Yoko in amateurs no, but that's... Isn't it, Yoko, sorry, yeah but one was in the juniors one fight juniors though sorry yeah. Yeah. yeah but this is why we brought up because obviously we've had news that I mean Yoko accepted it so they moved, yeah, obviously, yeah, Yoko accepts it. It's about the um, mandatory level, some rubbish. And yeah, I think Yoko, Yoko had an agreement to fight uh, Martin Bacoli, right? Is it Bacoli? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because of that, he's had to, they basically, they've, they've had to move past him because of, I think, obviously, I'm guessing Bacoli's camp with the protests and stuff. No, he's got to fight us next or whatever. So yeah. they're looking for another opponent now, which is, once again, this is a part of the parcel when we spoke about boxing just being jarring. Um Stinks. <laughs> yeah, oh, shake his throat livid because <laughs> we were super because we thought that Yoko Hogovic fight is you know what we want to oh, unbeaten, yeah, yeah, yeah two unbeaten deal. up and coming heavyweights that are just top talents. And there's obvious there's priors there between both of them, so what they're thinking, cool, they can okay. settle their differences and whatnot. But yeah, boxing can be like this sometimes, it sets you up yeah. to and then and lets you down. Um, politics, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's too political, man, it's too, too political. Um, we said hopefully this year, you know, there'll be less politics and we can see some of these big fights. But that's what probably, I mean. It's been probably not, man. There's been no boxing in January, realistically, is there? No. Warren called it off. He said, no, nah, nothing. But then you look forward now and there's some really good fights coming up. So, yeah. like you said, hopefully they can keep announcing them now. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, boy, this has been this has been fantastic. Um, first, I don't know if you've got any other questions for Alex oh, here man. or whatever, man. Mate, this is whatever you want to know, I'll tell you. Super you know. insightful. <laughs> Hopefully um, we can get you back on sometime as well. Have to get you back 100%. on here again, bro, for sure. Always, um, always welcome. I'd love it. Um, yeah, just for the listeners as well. Um, yeah, just before we head off, obviously, um, sort of end things, just what, what are your socials? Just plug your socials. Um, where, where can these um, listeners find you at? Yeah, so I'll be obviously um, at Team Hotbox as well. That's my uh, club account on Instagram. My personal account is at AlexLeo8 and obviously that'll be up to date with all my fight announcement with the boys and stuff like that. So, like I said, we've got a really busy February. We've got six pros out and I'm hoping in that time as well we'll get some news from big Uncle Frank about a couple of boxes we've got coming through. So, fingers crossed. Uncle Frank made that call, man. Uncle Frank. Yeah, man. But yeah, we'll put, <laughs> we'll put your socials in the description so we know where listeners can Thank find you me. and whatnot. Um, yeah, big up Hoddleston, man. Um, they're doing big things over there. And like we said, we think... By sounds of things, you lot are underappreciated. We hope you lot get your flowers, man, from these fighters. Yeah, I appreciate um, but yeah, we'll, we'll 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 give them to you now, man. Shout out to Holliston. Um, keep on keep up the good work. Um, yeah, this is episode seventy four of the Shout Season podcast. I've been your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And thanks for keeping it locked. Make sure you keep rocking with us. Peace. <laughs>